Hi, I'm Sam Walsh, producer of Multisite Masters. Welcome to this week's show. This week we have Ed Pike joining us. Ed is the Operations Director at Simpson Travel. Ed previously spent a significant part of his career to date as the Head of Guest Experience at Green King Pubs and before that as a Cluster Manager for Premier Inn Hotels in London. In this episode, you'll hear Ed explain just what it means to be a head of guest experience, what hospitality brands need to be thinking about in terms of guest experience, and why it's so important to be getting it right. Ed also goes on to discuss his own past experiences as a cluster manager, and what he expects will change now as he tries to implement similar methods and strategies, but across a range of international teams. Joining us as our host again this week, we also have Jane Sunley. Jane is founder and chair of HR consultancy Purple Cubed, which advises some of the best known names in retail, hospitality and beyond on just how they can harness technology to improve employee engagement. You can contact the Purple Cubed team via hello at purplecubed.com or through their website purplecubed.com. That's purple as in the colour, C-U-B-E-D, all one word, dot com. This episode is brought to you by Yapster, the mobile chat app for retail and hospitality teams. Some of the UK's biggest retail and hospitality brands are already using Yapster to drive sales, improve job satisfaction and lower staff turnover. To find out more about how Yapster can help your organisation, please visit yapster.info. That's Y-A-P-S-T-E-R dot info. Okay then, on to the show. Over to you, Jane. So, Ed Pike, welcome to this Multisite Masters podcast, and thank you very much for joining us. Ah, oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I've got to start by congratulating you on your fantastic new role. So, maybe you just want to talk to us, first of all, a little bit about what you're going to be doing, and then we'll go back a bit and talk about all the other great stuff you've already done. Sure, no problem. Yeah, I've um, recently joined Simpson Travel, which is a... European high-end villas, boutique hotels business operating in um, seven countries and it's a business that's um, growing on a great trajectory uh, and I'll be operations director there, um, managing their overseas operation and driving forward the uh, the guest experience. Congratulations. And um, so that's quite different from, from your career so far. Do you want to just tell us in a in a nutshell what you've been up to before now? Yeah, well, um, if I go, if I rewind back uh, quite a long way, I started in travel um, and I started overseas uh, as a holiday rep for a company called Eurocamp. Um, and then I moved um, across to be, after a few years, an area manager with a company called Canvas Holidays uh, and then grew up as regional ops manager within that business. Um, so that was managing overseas um, sites across 35 sites in the end and four area managers. Um, and then I jumped back to the UK in uh, in 2011, um, and I started with Premier Inn. So I started um, in the centre of London managing one hotel, and grew and grew my remit, uh, and eventually uh, ended up managing uh, 12 hotels over in West London, uh, patch of Premier Inn. Uh, and then after that, um, I went to join Green King as their head of guest experience, driving forward their guest agenda across all the Green King brands there and guest managing guest relations as well. Okay, do you want to just describe what that actually is, what people you know would expect from the, the, the guest relations driver? Yes, yeah, no I think it's a great uh, opportunity to 
have someone sat in a support role um, to the operations directors of the respective brands, those 16 uh, Green King brands, uh, and it allows someone to take a, a really kind of holistic project management view of how do we help um, the different brands, the different directors, take a fresh look at everything to do with guest experience. And so that's throwing everything up on the wall and saying, okay, if we want to drive forward improvements in this brand um, from, a, from a guest capacity, what do we need to do? Do we need some uh, innovation in terms of technological or non-technological? Do we need to discuss uh, if we've got the right people in the, in the brands operating uh, the different pubs? Do we need to, to look at auditing methods? Do we need to write some brand standards or look at our policies, uh, et cetera? So it's a, whole, it's a whole great opportunity to review everything that goes along um, in that brand. And the other okay, part of my job, go on, sorry. No, sorry, I thought you'd stopped. Go on, carry on. <laughs> the other part of my job was then to uh, manage the guest relations. So uh, what happened post-departure um, from one of our pubs and, and manage that kind of whole experience post-departure. Okay, so quite a lot involved. Can you just tell us what were the things that made the most impact out of all of that? You know, the things that you did practically that that made the business really fly. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's a competitive marketplace in the pub world, and um, there's a lot of people vying for the same share of the pie. Um, and really, you can have you can build brand spanking new pubs. Uh, you, you can put the best beer on tap on there and Green King are, are, are very lucky in that um, they've got an integrated brewery uh, model attached to it. Um, you can do all that but you know investment in people and getting the right people in the right place at the right times is is the only uh, real differentiator when it comes when it comes down to it. If you want sustained visits to your pubs, if you want uh, people returning back and back again um, then you know, the part of my job that always made the biggest impact was uh, going to be talking to talking to people, uh, making sure that we've got the right uh, population of general managers in our pubs fit for the fit for the task that they're reward and recognised in the right way for their teams, um, and that they understand the the why of the brand, what we're doing, why we're doing it, what the importance is around guest experience and associated training that comes with that. So, yeah, investment in people was always going to be the the biggest differentiator, I think. Well, good for you. I can relate to that. Um, and I know, you know, you are a bit of a people champion, aren't you, Ed? Because you've been quite vocal on your support for the national living wage. Um, can you perhaps share with us how you've managed to make that work, how businesses can embrace it rather than fear it? Yes, I think it, absolutely it should be viewed as an opportunity to embrace. And I know we've got the um, the, the government national living wage uh, now, and the next you know the next pressures will be on as the government steps up um, that um, kind of value of that as we move towards 2020. But also there's the the, the living wage foundation who who are exceptionally vocal that that's not strong enough. But I think you know investment again investment in people and paying your people fairly in the right way um is is absolutely where you should start and i and i i always look at the kind of maslow's hierarchy of needs for that in in terms that 
you don't need to make pay a big thing, but it becomes a big thing if it's not fair, it's not equitable, people don't feel um, properly rewarded at the start. So I think that, you know, as a starting run, businesses should take time to um, really make sure that that pay is is properly looked at and it might not it might not mean huge pay rises for all but it might just mean um, looking and making sure you you track ahead of your peer group your your competitor set uh, to to say okay well well how do we make our employee value proposition more competitive than the uh, than the bar, the restaurant, the hospitality business d- down the road. What are they paying? Um, you know, how do we make sure that people want to come and work to us, um, and that we have great kind of aligned strategies of of pay for progression and reward and recognition aligned with that. But I think you know, investment in investment in teams and really making sure that um, our teams are paid naturally falls through into great team engagement. Um, you know, lower lower turnovers, lower absenteeism. Um, I think the, all, all the science stacks up against it, but it's it's hard it's hard for businesses to invest. I think sometimes. Yeah, and as you say, it's it's a piece of the pie, really. Yeah, fair pay doesn't have to be the best pay in the world if you're doing all the other things as well. I think yeah. pay becomes far more important if you're not really giving anything else in terms of uh, the you know the the people promise or however you you know you put your EVP. And if, and if people don't see the opportunity to to increase and progress their pay, some some great businesses like um, Pets at Home that have great policies in place where it says, okay, if, if you qualify in this area of the business, we will reward you with an extra increment on your pay scale. And I think people really people really relate to that when they can see, okay, I'm going to come in. I think Pret's another great one where people come in, they know what they're going to be on during their probationary onboarding period, um, and then they can see how their their wage will increase over time. You can map that kind of career path for yourself. Yeah, it just needs to be very clear, and people need to know what the deal is, don't they? I think a lot of businesses aren't quite as transparent as they could be, or maybe they've not articulated it as, as well as they could. Yeah. So uh, you've also been... Um, quite active in the whole giving back piece um you know perhaps you could just tell us about all of the things you've been doing to get involved and engage in the industry which obviously not only raises your own profile but also makes a real difference so perhaps you could just talk to us about that a little bit yeah um i mean i i I started to realize that i suppose um back when i joined premier in that that well, fundamentally, that business really could be a, a force for good in society in, in different ways um, where they operate hospitality, uh, obviously being my background. Um, and the opportunity to, to to give back and change lives, and I've been lucky enough to be um, involved uh, heavily in, in three charities over my time in hospitality in the UK, um, Springboard, a youth unemployment charity for... Um, for uh, hospitality, hospitality action, um, charity focused on making sure that if people fall on uh, tough times, that um, that the hospitality industry are there for them. Um, and then a smaller charity um, where I'm a trustee at called South Central Youth, which is which is slightly out of hospitality, but uh, is a again a um, making sure that we're investing in disadvantaged youth in South London. And I think um, all, all of those things bring bring um, some great rewards, both for 
for me personally and as a safer society for, for me personally i think you, you're right the opportunity to stand out um and add further elements to your personal development are great yeah you know, i've picked up good mentoring and coaching opportunities at various levels whether whether it's a, a um a young adult or whether it's someone who's um already in the uh, charities uh, that i mentioned about um and working for them the opportunity to sit on advisory panels and boards and meet external partners and and talk to people that i wouldn't um normally converse with and 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 plan and organize with on a daily basis i think that's all great and then as i said the opportunity to uh to invest in some of these areas pays back in in dividends if you take youth unemployment and springboard as, as one the opportunity to start um talking to and engaging with um some of those uh kind of people who um, need a leg up in life pays back to your business There's, i've hired some great people over the years who who've, who've come from disadvantaged backgrounds um, and just need a need a good fresh start in life um and you know they've gone on to be some of my my best people when it comes to guest service interesting and when you've done this have you kind of done this all in your own time or have you engaged your business in it as well and have their support I think um, so certainly over time we've helped or I've helped shape the business to to recognize uh, or the business like devolving to recognize that um, this this stuff is really important to, to get out there and do so when I started doing it um, in 2011 2012 for Premier Inn it was it was still quite um, rare and, and not a lot of people were, were, were engaging with Springboard and Premier Inn uh, and what I saw is when I left Premier Inn that suddenly all the all the uh, hotel managers in London knew who they were knew the programs we were we were we changed our uh, kind of levels of um, of work experience placements from um, you know two digit figures to three digit figures by the time I left going into uh, going into London with Springboard so um, I think I helped shape that that kind of environment and point a, a great way for the for the business um, but ultimately I think it's a really good good way when you're operating in a in a business like Premier Inn where it's highly um, kind of regulated in terms of your job description and ways of working there are some other elements like people that are more unregulated the business that they, that they don't define okay this is how you need to act leading your people and if you can stand out in those in those areas against my peer set in Premier Inn when when I was there with a, there were 120 people doing the same job as me it allows it allowed me to stand out and say well I'm doing something different I'm doing something unique and innovative that's um, that you know that's a bit different than the day job of everyone else it's quite interesting I mean, why do you think more people don't do it I think um, uh, well, there, there could be a variety of reasons. I think that some people still need to connect with the what's in it for me or what's in it for my business angle. Um, so I know when, when I went down to Bournemouth with Premier Inn, I talked to lots of hoteliers down there about the importance of um, youth employment, etc., and and doing our bit. But there were, were a lot of operators down there who 
who simply didn't get what I was talking about, um, who simply mm. just thought, well, there's nothing in this for me. You know, I'm too busy running my own business focused on sales strategy or revenue planning or, or whatever it might be. Um, so I think there's a, there's a fundamental kind of explanation that, that um, charities need to give, which is, you know, the what's in it for me, what's in it for my business angle. Um, and then there's, you know, there's making sure that people are educated into how do you approach these kind of things. Not not all people, I suppose, know the the best avenues to get involved or are unaware of of how to get involved. So there's a there's an obligation for um, for people to spread the word of people want help and be able to set up programs very easily. Um, and it's and it's easy to do once you establish the right contacts and connections. Yeah. Okay. Well, clearly you have a, a, a very standout leadership style. How would you describe your leadership style? I think, um, yeah, I think what's always, what's always, there's a few things that have, have kind of stuck with me over the years of going on various management training programs and leadership development programs, etc. Um, really having a core set of personal values that you that you stick by. Uh, mine, mine is certainly rooted around treating people as you want to be treated yourself, trusting people, giving people autonomy, give, and really making sure that people have a clear sense of purpose that transcends the day-to-day, -day, that, that really makes people be able to kind of tap into the bigger picture and the long-term vision of an organization. Those things are, are, are really important to me, and really making sure that we, leaders invest their time in team so as, as as the critical part of their activity if you if you say you know there's loads of kpis or responsibilities as a um, as a retail or hospitality field field leader role um, you're going to be thrown with sales planning revenue strategy recruitment development um, guest insights every, every everything under the sun but actually, if you take your time to break it down, and, and the service profit chain um, that, that Harvard produced, which was invest in team, the team will uh, take care of your guests, and the, and the guests and loyalty and retention will mean that you're, you don't have to spend a lot of time focusing on your P&L or, or profit. That's ultimately absolutely stuck with, with where I spend my time, trying to spend 50% of my time in the team recruitment, getting the right people, engaging them and onboarding them and then developing them, succession planning. If I can spend my time in that area rather than let's take apart a P&L or let's work out how we put a, a, a shape of different events on in our pubs. Um, if I spend my time in, in that area, I'm, I'm not going to um, deliver the long-term success that the business needs. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, absolutely. So just talk to us a little bit about what the challenges of doing that when you're in charge of seven countries rather than a whole lot of brands in one country. Yeah, I think um, I think generally when you're leading across multiple units or yeah, multiple countries, you everything becomes magnified. So time times ten, really. Um, so I think when when I look at kind of remote multi-site management I'm thinking okay I need to absolutely ensure I recruit the right people who don't dilute um, the brand or dilute the vision of what we want to achieve 
really make sure that they're, they're the right people are in the right place, onboard them and train them correctly, and then start trusting them and start going, okay, well, I can't, I'm, I'm unable to um, do any sense of micromanagement or be on the ground in this country. So you, you have to fundamentally start with trust as a position and let them get on with their jobs. You've hired the right people, now let them go and do it. Um, and then I think uh, when I say times 10, especially in terms of communication, you've got to really be on the ball. So where you're, if you're managing um, one unit and you're there every day, um, I, I, I would suggest that you, you know, a lot of your communication will be face-to-face. -face. It can be quite quick and reactive to a situation. If you, if you wish, you can get away with that. When you're across multiple countries and you have to get a message to a hundred overseas team in, in, in seven different countries, some of which operate in different time zones, etc. Um, then you've really got to make sure that you're you're communicating in a variety of different methods, blogs, face to face and visits, Skyping people, videos, etc. Um, and you've got to make sure that you put that message across out multiple times. And it's the same, you know, you can you can take that ten strategy and, and look look at different areas of your leadership role like reward and recognition you're not going to you're not on site you're not it might be not on site for a couple of months so you've got to take every opportunity in communication and feedback etc to spot great opportunities for reward and recognition you've got to really hone your radar in on those things um, because again back in a one site role you, you might have the opportunity to just um, look at a guest interaction and be able to reward and recognize on the spot so yeah it's, it's honing the radar on, on all elements of, um, of leadership I suppose. Well that's great thank you so much for joining us today Ed um, good luck with everything you're about to achieve and um, goodbye to you and goodbye from me Jane Sunley. Thank you to our guest Ed Pike Operations Director at Simpson Travel, and to our host, Jane Sunley, Founder and Chair of Purple Cube. If you want to get in touch with either Ed or Jane, you can find their contact details on our website, multisitemasters.co.uk. Thanks also to our episode sponsor, Yapster, the mobile chat app for retail and hospitality teams. To find out more about how Yapster can help your organisation, please visit yapster.info. That's Y-A-P-S-T-E-R dot info. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to welcoming you back for next week's episode. As ever, you can email me via producer at multisitemasters.co.uk with any feedback or suggestions you might have for future guests. Thanks.